Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Grab out your note sheet and let's jump right into today's sermon. All right, buddy, how you doing? No, that's not good. How you guys doing? I'm on now. Always reminded uh, this season uh, how fortunate we are to be able to uh, just to be able to see each other, even if it's a, a little bit different environment, but there's just always something special, and the Bible talks about that. When Christians get together, it's special, and whether you feel like today you're super close to God, whether you come today, you're like, I know he's there, but I just can't see him, or maybe for some of us, it's like, I don't even know a lot about him. You're in a good place, and we're glad that you're here to be able to, to learn and to be able to uh, just walk, because that's what this life is. We're just walking, trying to figure things out, so we're glad that you're you're here with us uh, today. A few things I want to talk about before I bring up. Uh, Justin and I'll pray. For, there you are. I'll pray for you, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into this. Um, first of all, next week is our celebration four-year anniversary. We're super stoked about that. So um, our own uh, Miley Howe. Where's Miley? Is she around here? There's Miley over there. Miley, wave. Miley's gonna. She is gifted by God to make sugary things, and we're. We're just so thankful that God has given you that gift because my gift is to eat sugary things. So I love those people that their gift is to make those. So we're going to have homemade, custom-made cupcakes and cakes, something like that. Um, And so, yeah, so we've commissioned her uh, to do that this week. So she'll be bringing that next week, and uh, we'll have some time. I'll prep you guys. Just it'll be a little bit of a sharing time, family sharing time, celebrating what God's done. And then we will continue through John. I'll do a little bit of preaching since I get this week off. I'll need to do a little bit next week. But um, that'll be the plan. Hey, I want to clarify, just so you know, when you speak constantly in public, you're going to say stupid things, wrong things, or uh, you'll omit certain things that need to be said. Last week on video, I kind of freaked our church out. So we prayed for the Flores family. I'm like, hey, you know, let's pray for them, uh, what they're going through as far as just the uh, the fostering uh, and um, praying for them as a family. And I'm like, hey, they just got through COVID, and then I didn't explain anything else. So everyone's just like, are they here? with? No. So they had it. What I didn't finish is now they're healthy, they're negative, they're good. And so I just want to clarify that because I did get appropriately emails and phone calls, and that's that's appropriate. I should have. And so and then my own wife called me out like, hey, make sure you finish your sentences and your thoughts. So as you guys know, I'm ADD, so I speak and then I'm off to the next topic. So I'm sorry if I freaked you out or anything like that, but our church has done a great job and I appreciate you guys. Uh, As far as we've asked you to be personally responsible. If you want to wear a mask and that's important to you, wear it. If you don't want to fist bump, you don't want to like, like take, you know, let us know. And that's a great way for us to love each other, uh, depending on where everybody's at. And so we want to make sure we always we're an environment that respects that. Um, And also when you're sick, Especially, and this is any season. This isn't even COVID. This should be a normal part of life. Uh, you stay home. Your kids are sick. You stay home. That's a basic. That'll go past COVID, all right? Even if you get, you know, uh, you know, all the medicine, things like that. So we just want to use that kind of common sense, things like that, washing, things like that. But definitely, it's it's during the season. Be, be mindful of that. Be praying to the vaccine. It's rolling out. And I'm hearing it's starting to trickle into our church, people that are first responders, things like that. And we just pray that God gets that going quickly. I think it would be a big uh, help and peace to our nation. Um, as Justin comes up here, uh, him and his wife are 
first responders. And so uh, continue praying for them as if you have friends that are on the front line, high, high stress uh, in two ways. One is um, just coming home and as far as them staying healthy, coming back to family. And I know for you guys, they live with family members that are more vulnerable. So that's all on your mind. Uh, and then also as far as just what they see. Uh, anyone knows that if you've been a police officer, firefighter, anything like that, you have to deal with what you see, right? Not just what you experience personally. And so just the energy, I'm um, hearing the stress level talking to Beth, like now that um, it's very personal for the nurses and for the doctors, because as they're helping people, they're getting infected, you know, and so they're taking care of their own. Like, and so I just want to pray for you guys. Uh, be praying for them. Also, Justin's an elder, so he's not only taking care of his family work. We have an elder meeting tomorrow night, so he's putting energy into serving our church and it's extra evenings and things like that. So um, I just want to lift you guys up. I respect you guys so much. Um, my heart breaks for what you guys have to walk through, but I think God has wired you guys to do it and to shine for him. Uh, and so we want to pray for you and your family. So Justin, I'm going to pray. And then as I'm praying, uh, I'll let you get set up too. So you're ready to go while I'm praying. Jesus, uh, thank you for Justin and Beth. They've meant a lot to me. Um, they just show me so much as far as what it means to be disciplined in life, what it means to be hardworking, um, what it means to be committed um, as far as dedicated not only to each other, but they're dedicated to their work and helping people uh, and putting themselves in harm's way. And that's a reminder to me, just even as Christians, that we do that. We're dedicated to love people and put ourselves in harm's way for their benefit and to sacrifice and to serve. And and so I, I thank you for what they do. God, I thank you that so far you've um, kept them healthy so they can continue to serve. I, I pray you continue to do that. There'll be a hedge of protection around there, especially their home and their family, their kids, um, and best parents, Lord. And just uh, we pray that there just be uh, your angels would just just truly nurture them physically and psychologically and emotionally and relationally. And um, God, we just pray that you would uh, help our nation right now um, to get healthy quickly with this vaccine. And I pray that uh, leaders would be competent. We pray that there'd be no corruption and that'd be exposed if it's happening. It would get to the right people and that, um, Lord, we can get through this uh, season. And most of all, Lord, we can get through this season giving you the glory, giving you the honor. I pray now for us as a church, give us hearts ready to hear what Justin's going to say. Give us hearts ready to hear from you. You loved us so much that you had uh, men write things down so that for years and years and years, we can know of your love, that you're real, that you're engaged, and that you care about us, that you want us to know that you knit us together for a purpose and that we're designed for a purpose. And I pray that that would, uh, you give us clarity today as Justin speaks. I pray you anoint him, God. He would just enjoy talking to us and training us and, and helping us out, Lord. And so we pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Good morning, everybody. Morning. You guys ready to get into the word? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I was actually going through the book of John. We're going to continue in with this series. And so I was looking through the, the book to see kind of what's, what is appropriate, what kind of struck my, uh, my, my interest to, to teach on. And uh, can you guys hear me okay? Um, so we're going to be going through John six and, um, it's, it's really interesting here. Uh, it's about the bread of life, Jesus being the bread of life. And so kind of before I get into this, I think it's really appropriate just in light of what's going on, um, locally in our state and our, in our nation, right? It's about 
basically knowing Jesus, um, our involvement, our relationship with Jesus and kind of what that looks like, right? What does that look like now for us? All the fear, whatever, whatever you want to call it, just depending on where, where you sit with stuff, the frustrations, that's all real and true and relevant right now, but does it affect us? Does it have to affect us in certain ways? Maybe, maybe not, right? Let's just see what the Bible says about it. So you're going to hear me say Jesus is the bread of life a lot throughout today, and it's, it's purposeful. It's repetition that, that it's my goal for you to guide, just, to, just to think about that and take this, these nuggets away just to kind of really focus on Jesus being that bread of life and what that means, what the Bible says it means, but also what does it mean to you guys, right? So um, I really enjoy, you guys know that when, when Brian preaches and he kind of sets the stage for stuff and he gives some good backgrounds on stuff, um, I'm kind of a geek in, the, in a way that I like a lot of details with stuff. So I appreciate that. I like setting the stage. It helps me get some more in-depth stuff about the Bible story, right? And I, I'm kind of a geek with the Bible anyway. So, um, in the book of John, have you guys heard that, that Jesus is uh, his I am statements, right? So, this is going to be uh, the bread of life. I am the bread of life. But the book of John has seven I am statements. You guys might have heard of some of these. He says, I am the light of the world. I'm the, the resurrection and the life, the door of the sheep, the good shepherd, the way, the truth, the life, the true vine. And then today's, I am the, the, uh, the bread of life. So when we look at a book, right, the book of John, the theme of this really is about Christology. Christology, it's about the study of Jesus and his works and what he did. So in order to give you a little bit of background on this, you guys, I'm, I'm sure, are familiar with the, um, the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, right? Pretty popular Bible story we've all heard as kids. And feeding the 5,000. Um, this is basically just right after that. Okay, so it's it was near a town called Bethsaida. I think I pronounced that right. Bethsaida. And it was on the, the, the Sea of Galilee, which is known as, known as Lake Kinneret. And it's, if you guys have heard of the Jordan River, it's a pretty popular river, right? Jesus got baptized there. If we can look at where the, the, the nation of Israel is on a map, we know that in the far east side of that is the Jordan River, right? So the Jordan River flows into the Sea of Galilee and it flows down into the Dead Sea. So the Sea of Galilee up on the, the top part of that is where this takes place. So he feeds the 5,000 and then um, he sends his disciples out onto a boat into the, the, the sea, right? So he sends them out there and then Jesus goes in and uh, he looks for them and he's, he's, uh, or he, he goes out at, at night and he, and he finds them. And so it says in there that he walked on water about three to four miles. That's what I found out. And so I didn't realize that it was that big. So to give you a little bit of perspective, the Sea of Galilee is about 10 miles wide and it's about 20 miles long. Okay. So it's about half the size of Lake Tahoe to give you a good reference. And so he walked on, on water three to four miles. And so he's, they, he, he went out there, he met up with them, and then they ended up landing in um, a place called Capernaum. So back to feeding those, that 5,000. 
Jesus came and uh, he fed the 5,000, sent the disciples off, and then everybody was happy. Their, their bellies were full, right? And so they, they leave, the night happens, and they wake up and, and Jesus is gone. They, all these people that, they, that he fed, they're wondering where Jesus went. So um, they go out and they look for him. And believe it or not, they found him, right? They found him in Capernaum. And this is where we're going to pick up is when they meet Jesus and they say, hey, where did you, where'd you go? So this is Jesus' response when they asked him, where did you go? So you can follow along with me, John 6. It starts in verse 26 and 27. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you. Okay, so we're going to stop right there. Very truly I tell you. What does that mean? Today's vernacular. So very truly I tell you would be kind of like today saying, you know what? Like somebody's retort back to you, you know what? So Jesus says, you know what? You're looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. Do not, do not work for the food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life, uh, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. So what was Jesus doing? He was basically calling a spade a spade, right? He called, he called them out on, on their... Um, on, on, on their motives. So you can say a little bit maybe that they were using Jesus to, to, to fill their bellies. Okay, so when we, we look at this, a simple little thing we can take away from this is, the, is how it applies to us. And so I would say that what's important that when we read the Bible is we, we have to look at the most important part of that is how does his word apply to us in our lives? So a question that we might ask ourselves is, how are we searching after that bread that spoils in our lives, right? Is it, is it God's plan that we're following? Is it our plan that we're following? Is it maybe an obedience issue? So Jesus is that bread of life, right? In this verse, he was, he was talking about alignment, aligning priorities. So he wants people to understand he wants people to believe, and he wanted them to prioritize him. But what's interesting here that in, in those days, um, did they really know who Jesus was? So we got to remember when this was written, it was back when Jesus was on earth. So he's walking the earth. Did they know that he was the son of God? Did they know that he was their savior? Right? When we align these priorities and we, we, we look at ourselves and the question that we're going to ask is, as far as priorities go, are we being obedient in life um, with, with Jesus being the priority over all the other stuff that maybe competes for our interest, our own interests? Some of us, this may seem like a little bit of a, a, a struggle, sometimes a Sometimes a lifelong struggle, struggle. Sometimes we go up. Sometimes we go down. Our relationship with Jesus is good. Sometimes depressed. Sometimes elevated. We're on fire, right? But where do we sit? What does it look like in the long run? I'm going to give you guys a little bit of example of my struggle, right? What kind of some things that I'm dealing with or that I usually deal with. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a, I'm a fireman for the city of Oceanside. Um, that job keeps me somewhat busy, right? But I put more irons into the fire. 
I like to teach. I like to teach rescue stuff. So I'm involved in our department with teaching. I'm involved with our North Zone for the agencies I teach. Uh, I teach with a third-party company going all over the nation teaching rescue stuff. I can choose to crowd out God in my life, right? Aligning priorities. It just naturally happens. So that's why it's important for me to know God, right? Jesus, the bread of life, and where I sit with that. Because if I don't, I can have too many irons in the fire. My wife, she's very patient with me. She, she has, has helped me in the past and encouraged me to take some of these irons out and get my priorities right. Because it does affect my time with Jesus. It does affect my time uh, with prayer and that solitude that I need, that bread of life, right? He is that bread of life. He's that food that sustains us. So the next verses that we'll go to shows you about that bread that does not spoil, that we should all be looking after. It's in verse 28 through 31. 28 through 31. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what signs will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. So look back on those verses. What sign? They're looking for a sign. What sign will you give and what will you do? That kind of seems a little bit odd to me. They're asking Jesus this, right? Who do they think Jesus was? Does this at all remind you guys, if we look at maybe some, some other stories in the Bible, does it remind you of, of, of manna and Moses, right? What sign will you do? For those of you that don't, uh, that maybe don't understand that or, or get it, manna, what is manna? Manna is that bread. We look back in the Old Testament, right? Manna is the bread that came down from heaven that God provided the Israelites when they were in the wilderness. They're wandering around. And God needed to provide for them. They prayed, God, provide, provide for us. And so he said, okay, I'll, I'll provide for you. I'll give you this manna to eat, but I'm only going to give you enough uh, to, 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 allow for, uh, to provide for one day. And there's a, somewhat of an element of, of faith in that. So some people obeyed, right? Yeah, I gathered what I need for the day. But what happens when, the, when people gathered more? They, they gathered some for tomorrow and they gathered some for the week. What happened to that bread? Spoiled, right? It went rotten. So maybe not an element of trust. God, I, I, I know you're there, but I, I don't trust you. I, I need to get it. I need my provisions. Okay. So it is that bread that would spoil. So Jesus's followers weren't really understanding who Jesus was. They thought he would, maybe was a modern day Moses. So we can see that symbolism there, right? Old Testament coming into New Testament. This is very interesting for me. I, the more that I get into the Bible, I look at this symbolism of stuff and how that Old Testament comes in with the New Testament. There's a guy that I listen to, his name is Tim Mackey. And they have, he's, a, he's one of the guys that made the Bible Project. I highly encourage you guys to look at that, get some, some stuff, some apps and, and daily stuff with that. But one thing they say is the Bible, it's, it's one narrative that points to Jesus, Old Testament and New Testament. And so with this, we, we can see the symbolism in the Old Testament, how it meets in with the, the New Testament. So I'm going to throw some stuff down to you right now, some, some geeky stuff, okay, if you guys don't mind. There is something called a type 
and an antitype. Okay, so a type is a symbol appointed by God to indicate something higher in the future, which is called an antitype. Okay, so according to Wikipedia, I know, sorry, I know. According to Wikipedia, typology in Christian theology and biblical exegesis is a doctrine or theory concerning a relationship of the Old Testament to the New Testament. And it gives an example. For example, Jonah, Jonah and the whale, Jonah can be seen as a type of Christ in that he emerged from the fish's belly and thus appeared to rise from death. Okay, but I know what you're asking me, Justin, how does this apply to today's message? So typology, the type that we're talking about is the manna in the Old Testament. It's that bread that spoils. And the anti-type is Jesus in the New Testament. He's that bread that does not spoil. So let's go to where Jesus says that he is the bread. In John 6, 35 through 38, it says, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the, one, the, the will of the one who sent me. So he says that he's telling these people that they, he's there among them, but he, they still don't believe right? They don't believe. So I'm going to kind of reiterate what I talked about a little bit before is that how long were these people with Jesus and how long did they know him? Probably not very long, right? They had the scriptures. They had the Old Testament scriptures. But did they really know who he was? Well, what about us today? How long have we known Jesus? We have the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. Some of us have been um, hearing about Jesus a, a, a lot in our life ever since we were little. But where, where are we with Jesus today? And his expectation of them in that short amount of time, he expected them to believe. Do we believe, right? And that's a big question that we have to ask ourselves. And it's kind of a bold question is that, are there any of us here today that are Christians that are maybe seeing Jesus, but are having trouble believing. And so what does that mean to believe? To believe means to think to be true, to be persuaded of, to place your confidence in or to entrust a thing to. So Jesus is that bread of life. And the question is, is do our actions, do our obedience prove that we believe in Jesus, right? Does our... Does our life and does the things that we do have that repetition to go back to Jesus, to draw into that bread for feeding and nourishment? So, for example, uh, I've, I've been a captain for, um, I don't know, 12 years or something like that. But two of my years, two and a half years, was spent in the training division. So in the training division... Uh, I work under a division chief of training, and it's my job to provide training for the fire department. We, we are mandated by law to do a certain amount of training every year for local, state, federal levels of, of training to keep up with our skills because we are an all-risk fire department, right? 
what is all risk. All risk means that we are, when somebody calls 911, we're expected to do anything and everything. So you can imagine our scope of like, hey, there's a cat stuck in a tree. Okay, well, I guess today guys, we're doing training on cats getting stuck in a tree, right? So, but also I'm a, I'm a paramedic as well. And part of recertifying as a paramedic means that we have to provide, um, or we, we have to take at least 48 hours of continuing education to keep sharp on our skills to maintain our certification. But what happens if we didn't do that? Would you guys feel confident if I came into your home and God forbid there was a CPR, or I had to give CPR to somebody and I hadn't had any continuing education since 20 years ago? I, I need that constant stuff, right? I need that constant, um, I need that constant training. But what's important, guys, is if I, don't, if I don't keep up on my skills, I could put my own life in jeopardy. I, I, I see that. I teach that. All the classes that I teach, there are case studies that guys that die, and sometimes multiple people that die because they're what we call would-be rescuers. They're rescuers that went to try to help, but they weren't trained, or they forgot their training. They broke a rule. I know it's kind of being... A little bit melodramatic here, but you guys kind of see where I'm going with this and driving that point across is that is it get it gets back to Jesus and being that bread of life. Right? What is the status of our relationship with Jesus? And what's this what's the status of our of our intimacy with him? That's a big question. That's a big thing for us to evaluate. I'd like you guys to evaluate that is that we've known Jesus, some of us for a long time, but what is the status of our intimacy with him and our, our relationship? Because we we know that there, it needs to be that relationship, right? It needs to be a relationship. The next verses we're going to talk about, it talks about nourishing that relationship. So follow along with me in verse 50 and 51. Verse 50 says, But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, and whoever eats this bread will live forever. This, is the, this bread is my flesh, which I will give you for the life of the world. So he's using that symbolism, that symbology here, right? For, for typology we were talking about. I am that living bread. I am. He sustains us forever, right? If it, with that metaphor of how we, can, how we can live forever if we symbolically eat of his flesh to sustain us forever. If we eat of this manna, guys, we, we live. We live, right? So what does it look like in our life for us to, to do that? What does eating look like and how do we do it? Well, if we get back to John 1, 1, it tells us that Jesus is the word, right? He is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. How do we feed on the word, right? You guys see where I'm going here. How important is it for us to be in the word, to spend time with him, and to have that food that doesn't spoil? Verse 53 says that unless you eat of it, you will have no life in you. Unless you eat of the flesh, unless you have the word, you have no life in you. Jesus is life. So Jesus knows that we need him, but sometimes we're our own worst enemy and we don't realize that we need him, right? Jesus sees that big picture. 
He sees the big picture in our life. He knows what we need. In the fire service, we come in to the job as firefighters. And then we promote up to a, maybe an engineer, maybe a captain, maybe a battalion chief. But as a firefighter, when I respond to a call, I just want to be excited. I want to take the hose off and I want to go put it on the fire. I have a very myopic view of what my job is, and that's to put this water on the red stuff, right? But captain level and then a battalion chief level, I'm taking a step back further, and I have to look at the entire scene for everybody's safety, right? This young guy, this young pup is down there putting water in the fire, but I have to look at overall. I have to make incident objectives and priorities. I know what's important for these guys. I know what it takes to get the job done, right? So we're the firefighters. Jesus is the battalion chief, right? I know it's kind of corny. So 53, I'm sorry, verse 58 says that Jesus is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate the manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Feeds, it's a continual process, right? It's a continual process. It's a daily commitment. We need to do it, guys. I need to do it. You need to do it. And as a community, we need to do it. We are a community here at Access Church. I need to invite the worship team to come up. I'm going to finish up here. It might be a little quick here, but you guys kind of see where I'm going with this. Um, community is such a big part of what we do, and especially right now with this being in the times that we are, uh, it's important for us to keep in contact with somebody, to have accountability, to have community, to have um, just that, that friend for encouragement, right? We're all in, in different times, different, different things. We have connection groups sometimes and depends on what the county and the state is doing. There's, they're they're kind of getting us, uh, they're kind of handcuffing us a little bit, but we're trying to be safe with what we do. But I know that for some of us, maybe that connection is lost. Some of that accountability is lost. And if you guys fall into that, I tell you what, if you guys need somebody to be accountable to, I, I want to be accountable to you. I want to be accountable with you. I want community with you. So this might seem again a little corny, but I'm going to give you guys my phone number if you want to reach out to me. So... If you want to reach out, if you want accountability, if you want somebody to talk to you, hey, call me. My phone number is 760-473-4073. Call me. 760-473-4073. I want you guys to call me. I'd like to be accountable to you. Um, I told you guys my struggle, right? How busyness tends to get in my life, how sometimes I search after that bread that spoils. Or maybe some of you guys are, are like me. We need to slow down. We need to reprioritize, reprioritize some things in our life. The biggest thing that I think I want you guys to take away today is, is what, what things are there in your life that, that is perishable? What is that bread that spoils in your life? Right? Does it look like money? Does it look like success? Promotion? right? Promotion, family. Some of these things are good. They're legitimately good things, but are they, are they replacing God and the, and the priority of God of where they should be, right? Where are they right now in your life? 
So let's make a habit of feeding on that bread that does not spoil. So talking about bread that does not spoil, we do have communion, right? We do have communion. I'm stoked that we're a church that, that regularly has this out for us to partake in that, right? Um, it is here for you that are our believers. We have this for you. You guys can come take that and have that time with Jesus. But you know what? If, if there's people here that, that don't know Jesus yet, you haven't made that commitment, we'd, we'd like to be here for you and we'd like to pray with you. So I'm going to make myself available in the back. We have Pastor Brian back here. Jose's back there too. Come and find us after during during worship or after church we would love to pray with you so um yeah come see us all right let's pray guys jesus i thank you so much for today thank you for just the opportunity for us just to spend time with you to get into your word to find out more what it means father i pray that that um that starting today we would all be um, just maybe start over with you. Recommit our lives and, and realize maybe areas that we need to have a softened heart and prioritize you in our life to, to guide us, especially when there's, there's things in our life that compete for our interests. Um, Lord, we need to know that you, uh, that you have our back. And through your word, Lord, we know the truth in there. So please, Jesus, we just, uh, we ask for we ask for that change of heart. We ask for, for, a, for a commitment to you, for us to uh, just stay focused on you, Lord. You're such a good God. We love you. We thank you. We appreciate you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information or to get in contact with our pastoral staff, please go to go toaccesschurch.com. 